Welcome to Puzzling It Out, Thoughts and Perspectives from a Clinical Psychologist. Hello, I'm Dr. Gail Lewis, your podcast host and a clinical psychologist practicing on the Upper East Side of Manhattan, currently practicing in her apartment due to our COVID-19 circumstances of having to shelter in at home. And the topic of today's podcast, which is my 14th episode, is who's to say what is productive while we are in this upside down world. And what motivated me to talk about this was a posting that I saw on Facebook. And it was posted by a teacher. Um, and I, I think I, I would have had a strong reaction regardless, but that it was posted by a teacher made my reaction even more heightened and compelled me to think about discussing this in, in this forum. So what, what the posting said, and it has lockdown going down the side, it says, if you don't come out of this lockdown with a new skill, more knowledge, better health and fitness, you never lack time, you lack discipline. And it was interesting when I was telling people about this without having the actual post in front of me, um, it was kind of like the game of telephone where, you know, you know, you you start with an original message and then it goes to the next person. And by the time it, it comes around to the final person, the message is completely um, fumbled and not exactly the way that it was initially started. And the way that I would speak about it was how I internalized it in my mind was that if you are not productive during this time, then there's something terribly wrong with you. And I guess because that's how I interpret what this says. And uh, when I, I responded to it, um, because I know the person who posted it, and uh, the person who posted it, it was his father who was the teacher. And I said that I, I had a lot of difficulty and it really struck me in a very negative way that this was posted and I think that it's really, <clears throat> it really sends a wrong message and it sends a potentially self-hating message to those people who are not productive in whatever productivity means to them. And the response I got was that I was blowing it out of proportion and that it was meant as a joke. And whether or not it was meant as a joke, it, it, it communicates something that I think is something people are struggling with terribly right now. Um, and it seems like we have all of this free time now that we don't have to we can't actually, not like we don't have to, we can't go to our regular offices, jobs, work settings in the way that we normally would. We, you know, for those of us who are fortunate enough, such as myself, who are able to work from home, um, you know, I don't have the commute that I used to have. 
And so I save time that way. And uh, I think for all of us, whether or not we have a job to go to, we're, we're told that we have to stay inside, that going outside is not a safe thing to do for ourselves or for other people. And I think a lot of people in turn feel like, oh, I have all of this free time, therefore I should make the most of it when I have the time. So this is why you're hearing a lot of people making bread who never made bread before. Um, I'm on my second try with a sourdough starter. The first one didn't go very well. Um, I haven't made bread in a very long time. Is that me being productive? Maybe. Uh, I think it's more me trying to be creative. But uh, there are all of these people who think, wow, this is a good opportunity to clean out my garage, to throw things away, to go through my closet, to, I don't know, make decisions about my the way that my apartment is is arranged or I want to buy new furniture do I want to reconsider my relationship um, that's a bit of a stronger and heavier notion than do I want to rearrange my furniture but having all of this downtime so to speak uh, I think has been fertile ground for people to quote be productive in thinking about their relationships and thinking about their lives in perhaps more serious and more thoughtful and in deeper uh, lengthier ways than perhaps they have before on the other hand uh, I think that a lot of people are having a tough time being able to be productive in the way that this post would suggest and other posts that you are probably seeing suggest. Make the most of your time. Uh, take advantage of all of this time that you have at home. Uh, and they can't do it because they feel anxious, they feel immobilized, they feel sad, they feel depressed, they feel terrorized by all of this. I mean, we, we are, we are being terrorized by this invisible virus that seems to still have confusing understanding as to how it gets transmitted. Um, I just noticed in the news last night that there are more symptoms to look for than we initially had thought. Uh, initially, it was just about having a fever and having a cough, and now there are about six or seven new symptoms that we ought to look for that might be indicators that someone has a virus. And to be sitting with all of that, in addition to um, when am I going to go back to my regular schedule, there are a lot of people who need to have that kind of structure, that external structure in their lives in order to be able to stabilize themselves, in order to feel grounded. They need to be able to know, well, this is how I spend my day. I take the subway, I drive my car, I go to my workplace, I do my work, I interact with these people. The end of the day comes, I go back home, I eat dinner, or I meet friends, I go to sleep, repeat. 
And having that kind of structure, even though I, I say it in such a way where it sounds very rigid, rigidity and structure often go hand in hand and can be incredibly organizing for people. And the ability to organize, to think out of the box, which I think goes along with this idea of being productive, they they can be mutually exclusive of one another, that it's very difficult to think out of the box, to think about things that you might want to do that you haven't been doing, that you've always wanted to be able to do, or that are being given to you as ideas by friends, by colleagues. It can be very difficult to negotiate, even considering that uh, in a thoughtful way, when you are struggling with feeling anxious about whether or not you are going to have a job to go back to, whether or not if you go back to that job, knowing it's not going to be the same, that it's going to be this kind of you know new normal that we're all, we're all talking about with air quotes, because it's not going to go back to how it was, but it's going to be different. It's going to be new. And how am I going to adjust to that? Can I adjust to that? Is my job going to be one that's going to still be useful in the workplace? Uh, there are going to have to be a lot of changes going forward. And uh, even if our cities and our states open for everybody to safely and thoughtfully go back to living a life outside of their homes, it doesn't necessarily mean that the opportunities that had existed before all of this happened are going to either exist or be the same and be suitable for everybody to be able to situate themselves in. And that's scary too. So to think that we all need to be disciplined um, and that a lack of productivity, whoever is deigning to judge that, um, I think really needs to be reconsidered and there needs to be more compassion about it. Uh, I think that there are a lot of people, I know a lot of people who harshly judge themselves when they don't, for example, before all this happened, when they don't make the most of a weekend, when if the weekend is their free time, when you know they set out to do A, B, C, or D, or A, B, C, and D, and they only did A, or they did none of it for a whole variety of reasons. And let's just say they didn't do it because they just weren't in the mood. Um, and there are a lot of people who will say, well, that's just being lazy. That's not a show of good motivation. You have to kind of pull yourself up by the bootstraps and get yourself to do these things and be in the world in a wholehearted way. And that might be true. And I think in, in a lot of cases that that is true. But I do think that being in the world in a wholehearted way right now, for many, if not most, is incredibly challenging 
um, and certainly at particular times impossible because of the nature of what we are dealing with, most of which is unknown uh, and much of which is being explained to us in very contradictory ways depending upon where you get your information from. And even for the, from those sources that we rely on as being good, solid, fact-based sources, there's still a lot of unknown in what they're talking about. And they admit that there's still unknowns and they're not quite sure how to go forward and are, yes, responsibly leaning on other people and professionals who have, have probably more information than they do to be deliberate and, and considerate about the decisions they make. But um, the kind of responsibility that those people have, and many of us have, are also reasons why we might not be productive. For example, uh, for people who are partnered and have children and are now living and working and schooling in the same space, one's capacity to be productive is quite uh, compromised. Um, I was speaking to a friend of mine yesterday and both she and her husband are working from home. Um, she is working from her bedroom. Her husband is working from an office in their home. And she has two school-age kids who she is homeschooling. And this is something that she's never had to do before. Um, and I asked her if her kids are managing this and how they're dealing with it and you know, how she's able to do the work that she's doing while her kids at are at home and when her kids need her. And not, do the kids recognize that she has work that if it's interrupted, it's very disruptive. And she said that it's a continued learning curve for everybody and that um, she's tried to explain to them that she can be interrupted if it's something urgent. And she recognizes she has to reiterate and re-explain what urgent means. And it doesn't mean, can I have another cookie? <laughs> Which, you know, when, when you're dealing with, with school-age kids, can I have another cookie can feel like an urgent request. Uh, nonetheless, I, I think that people are having to take on many different responsibilities and sit with many different feelings, their own and their and other people's in their homes and their concern about the people in their lives that they can't see, their elder family members, their immunocompromised either family members or friends that they know, um, and having to really think about that can get in the way of one's ability to be, quote, productive. I did see another post yesterday, and it was meant to be in line with the topic of what I'm talking about today, uh, about 
the demand or the, the I guess, the expectation that people make the most of the time that we have now. And I, that can sound quite morbid, and, and I don't mean it to sound that way, but you know, maybe there is some morbidity to it. I, I mean it to sound like make the most of your time that you have that is considered to be free time, which, again, for many, is not really free time. And this person uh, posted about Maslow's hierarchy of needs. And I got to say that, I mean, I know about Maslow's hierarchy of needs, but in graduate school, we didn't really discuss them. Or if we did, I missed the class or I wasn't paying attention. And this person pointed out that probably the most important thing that we, we can do now in terms of being productive is to is to meet the bottom tier of Maslow's hierarchy of needs and his his hierarchy of needs is is uh, demonstrated pictorially in a triangle and the bottom part of the triangle is about meeting one's physiological needs food water warmth and rest and the next one is safety needs and security and safety, uh, which I suppose we can do in certain ways. And security and safety would be to stay at home, uh, wear masks, wear gloves, uh, if you're going to be going outside, keeping your six feet. But actually, it's more distance now that some scientists have recognized that a cough or a sneeze goes further than six feet doing those things that we're being told to keep ourselves and other people safe. But I think safety needs is one of those aspects of Maslow's hierarchy of needs that is, is one that can't necessarily be met in a way that feels grounding all the time. Uh, the next level are um, they're called psychological needs. The basic needs are physiological needs and safety needs. Then there's the psychological needs of belongingness and love needs, which are intimate relationships and friends. And then esteem needs, the prestige and feeling of accomplishment. And the belongingness and love needs, I think, is you know one of the levels of his hierarchy that is being exquisitely challenged right now because of the way that we are being forced by this situation to find other ways of being able to stay connected with the people in our lives. And doing a FaceTime cocktail party or doing a FaceTime family meeting is not in any way the same, and I'm sure no one's going to argue with me here, as actually being with a person in a room, having a cocktail, being able to be in a proximity of less than six feet of one another, being able to touch one another where it doesn't feel like you are being toxic to the other person or the other person is potentially toxic to you, being able to hug, being able to kiss, being able to have sex, uh, 
being able to be intimate. These are things that we can try to replicate with the means that we have right now. And not everybody has the means to do a Zoom session or a FaceTime session. Not everybody has the, the bounty of electronic communication tools that many of us have. Uh, and a lot of people, and particularly the people who are being affected the most, at least in New York City, and I shouldn't say at least in New York City, all over the country, uh, the, the people who are the poorest, they don't have the means of being able to even try to approximate some kind of intimacy through a computer screen. Um, I think the belongingness needs of friends, yes, we can, we can do that. We can, we can call people. Uh, we can try to, again, if we have the luxury and who would think at this time and age that having a computer is a luxury, but I think right now we're seeing that in fact, it is having Wi-Fi and having a computer and having a camera on our computer is a luxury for many of us and not for all of us, but it is a way of trying to stay connected with the ones that we love. And then we go to esteem needs, which is prestige and feeling of accomplishment and the feeling of accomplishment. I, I, I don't know if that's hand in hand with being productive. I think that a feeling of accomplishment um, is very personal, uh, as is a feeling of being productive. Although the way I presented this today is the feeling of being productive is being based on one's judgment of what you're doing and how you're spending your time. But I do think that people can have feelings of accomplishment within the bounds of the situation we are currently in. Prestige, I'm not really sure I know how to speak about. Um, and then the top of Maslow's hierarchy of needs is self-actualization. And these are self-fulfillment needs. And this is achieving one's full potential, including creative activities. And I don't know that achieving one's full potential generally in life is an easy thing to accomplish. I think it has to be thoughtful, it has to be considered, it has to be repetitive, it has to be very energy focused and it has to be given primacy in one's attention. I certainly don't think that one can achieve one's full potential right now, but I do think that people can be creative with their time now. And I do think that people have been creative with their time now. And, you know, maybe that's one way of showing that you are being disciplined by being creative. I, I don't, I don't know. I'm still having a hard time with that whole you never lack time, you lack discipline. I, I'm finding myself to get particularly prickly these days when people are being judgmental about the way 
people are using their time. Um, I, I do my best with, in my practice with the people I work with to try to convey the need and the openness to be compassionate to yourself. That if you get up one morning and you don't feel like getting out of your pajamas, it's okay. Um, and you know, there's somebody that I know who's very close to me who one day did not want to get out of her pajamas and felt really conflicted about it because this person thought she was not, not being a person who was engaging in life in the way she should be. Simply, and I say simply, I don't think it was simple for her, but simply because she wasn't getting out of her pajamas. That getting out of her pajamas every day was a sign that she was not being lazy, not being depressed, not feeling depressed, not being down because she didn't really have much structure. She doesn't really have much structure in her life. And... I, I do see some constructivism in this idea that you know being able to get dressed every day, even if you're not going to a place of work, even if you're not going outside, it can be very bridge building to a sense of self-esteem and a sense of self-care and uh, recognizing that you're separating your pajama time, sleep time from your daytime and you're being alert and engaged in your day in a, in a, in a different way. I, I, I do see that there's a lot of value in that. But I also think that if there are days where you just want to stay in your pajamas and it doesn't really interfere with anything other than your comfort level and what you think you should do, Stay in your fucking pajamas. It's okay. It doesn't mean if you stay in your pajamas one day, you're going to stay in your pajamas every other day. It's really fine. And I, I think that if anybody's going to be disciplined about something and the need to be disciplined, be disciplined about being compassionate for yourself. Be disciplined about being kind to yourself, about allowing the feelings that you're having to be there. I, I think, and maybe this is because of who I am as a person and because of what I do for a living, be compassionate about needing to talk about how you feel. I always think that talking about how you feel is better than keeping it inside. Um, and that might mean, you know, finding particular people that are amenable and available to hearing what you have to say and to also sharing the compassion for you that you're trying to find for yourself and not talking to someone who's going to eclipse your need to talk by their anxiety, by their intolerance, and by their by their difficulty in being able to sit with your feelings, which often will remind them of their feelings that may, they may not want to have to deal with. 
So with that, what are the takeaways from today? The takeaways that I'm pissed off that this person, this teacher, this teacher posted something about, I'm going to say it again. If you don't come out of this lockdown with a new skill, more knowledge, better health and fitness, you never lack time, you lack discipline. I want to tell this person to fuck off. And I want to tell this person that I feel sorry for his students. Because if that's the kind of teaching that you're going to provide to your students, then you're going to have students whose self-esteem is going to be severely compromised. And they are going to have a really difficult time being able to allow themselves to enjoy not doing anything at times and not accomplishing things at times. Our life isn't about always accomplishing something. Our life isn't always about producing something. I, I know a lot of people have a hard time sitting still and just not doing anything, but that in itself can be a terrific accomplishment. Not doing anything. Getting lost in stupid TV. I can't tell you how many times I have found myself watching Friends. And I've seen every episode probably 10 times at this point. But it's a way for me to escape. It's a way for me to laugh. It's a way for me to just veg out and have comfort. And I'm not judging myself for that. And I refuse to allow anybody else to judge me for that to my face. And if they do, I think you know what I'd say to them. Thank you so much for listening. As always, if there's anything about today's podcast or any of my other podcasts that you wish to comment on, on my website, which is drgaillewis.com, there is a place on the podcast page for comments. My email address and my office phone number are on my website, even though I'm not in my office, I check my messages regularly, so I, I would be able to get back to you should you wish to speak to me. There's also a page for scheduling an appointment should you like to do so via teletherapy to talk about this or any other thing that you'd like to discuss. I am credentialed at this point in doing teletherapy, so if that's an important piece of information that would help you make a decision as to whether or not you'd even like to have a consult with me. I just wanted to share that with you. And in the meantime, take care of yourself. Stay safe. Remember, this isn't just about you. This is about other people. And the more that we pay attention to that, the sooner we're going to be able to do those things that might make us feel more productive and at the very least, which actually is a very big thing, make us feel like we're more part of each other's lives in a wholehearted way, in the way that we want to be. Thank you and take care. Mm -hmm.